33 that your soul connected to where when, when the pastor experiences good and pleasant things you experience good and pleasant things welcome to the overcomers podcast from wherever you're listening we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped i want to go to philippians tonight philippians and i want to consider one verse in chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 is where I want to go. And I want you to really stay with me tonight. Um, consider verse 13. Philippians 3 and 17. Excuse me. Philippians 3 and 17. The author, Paul, who was an apostle, said to the church, Brethren, join in following my example. And note those who so walk, as you have us for a pattern. Very, very simple and clear verse to the church. Brethren, join in following my example. And if we would bring it up to our day and time, it, we would not be wrong in, in reading it. As such, brethren, join in following your pastor's example. And note those who so walk. And he concludes by saying, as you have us, the pastor, and those who follow the pastor, notice, as a pattern. You have us for a pattern. So when you consider the verse, when it comes to the church based upon it, you're going to have a prime a first example in the church, that being the past. But then you're going to have secondary examples in the church. And the secondary examples in the church are going to be those who follow the past. The prime example, the past. Secondary examples, all of those who follow the past. Two examples in the church. A single example and an example of Two or more, just depending on who all agrees to following the past. And so based upon the text and all that I have said, my subject tonight is simply the congregation's prime example. The congregation's prime example. And we're going to give our Lord a big hand of praise before we go further. Biblically, God deems us particular things that we have to 
grow or mature into. Let me say that one more time. God, biblically, the Lord, deems us particular things that we have to mature or grow into. It's a process. For instance, in Romans 8 and 37, Paul said in part about the church that we are more than conquerors. However, if we be honest, even though he said that about us, there are times to where we allow little bitty things to defeat us. But yet and still, he deemed us more than conquerors. I, I can remember the, the time to where uh, something was fighting my mind. Can I be honest? And it whipped me for two or three days. You ever had a mental whip? That thing whipped my mind two or three days. But yet, the scripture says about me as a Christian and you that we are more than conquerors. Then, of course, you also have to consider scriptures like 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, which, which says about us that if we are in Christ, we are new creations. All things have passed. Behold, look, everything is, is new. Everything is different. But if the truth be told, there are some things about us after being saved seven years that are still the same. Woo! Because, get this, not because of God not having the power to change us, but because we are not willing to change. We hold on to the same junk that we held on to when we were sinners, though we are in the church, and those things hinder our destiny. Yet, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Old things have passed. Behold, all things and of course, we we can't talk about uh, what I'm referring to without going to our theme scripture of the year, Second Corinthians five and seven. For we walk by faith and not by sight. But if the truth be told, even though we are Christians, we still have issues when it comes to living by faith or God's word. We like signs. We like to see stuff before we fully trust him. In the manner that we need to trust him. God, show me something and I, and I know it's going to be all right. Have you ever been there? <laughs> Wanted to see just a little something, something. And you'll be all right. So, when it comes to us as Christians, as saints, Again, biblically speaking, God decrees that we are this, that, or the other. 
but it's based upon us going through a process. It's based upon us thinking, talking, and acting mature. Based upon us doing what Paul stated in 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. Becoming grown and putting away childish things. I am more than a conqueror, but I have to go down the path that God has ordained and do things that God has told me to do in order to solidify what he said. Because God will say things about you, not based upon where you are, but where he has ordained for you to be. I said, not based upon where you are, but where he has ordained for you to be. And the only one that can hinder you from becoming who God has said you are is you. Your worst enemy is not the devil. Your worst adversary is not the demon that has plagued you since your youth. Your biggest enemy is your flesh. That's the reason Paul said if we walk in the spirit and not the flesh, the things that God has promised, the things that God has spoken, will manifest. They will come to pass. So God in his omniscience, in in speaking things about us that require us to go through a process in order to become, made the decision that I will give them a sign. But the sign that I'm going to give them is going to be in their midst. But it's not going to be a sign in which they may prefer or like. It's going to be based upon my decision. So the sign that I'm going to give them is going to be an example. I'm going to give them an example so they can quit fumbling or being stagnated but to be able to see in their midst, an example that goes through the process of maturity and becomes what I have ordained for not only him or her to be, but the entire congregation. And in the case of a church, that example is the pastor. Even though you have pastors that don't like to be that example. But like it or not, pastors is scripture. The pastor is the prime example for church members. Not the person that gives the most offerings, the most at offering time. Not the most intelligent person in the church. Not the person that does this, that, or the other. The prime example in the church 
is the best. The best. That's the prime example. That's who everyone should look to according to the scripture. In order to know how to think, talk, and act. And Paul, as pastor of the church of Philippi, he understood this. He understood that that God had ordained for him to be the prime example in the church. He understood it. And, And so, contextually, He said to the brethren. And let me just deal with the brethren before I tell you what what else he said. I got to deal with this. Because the brethren, it's important because most of the time when we consider the brethren, we know that it's people that have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. We know as saints, born again believers and so forth. But the Greek word for brethren is Adelphus. And one of the most significant meanings of Adelphus is people that are firmly connected. I say people that are Firmly connected. People that are so connected to where mess can't separate. Getting in an argument between one another can't separate. Having words with one another can't separate. Folk that are so connected, even when their pastor rebukes them, instead of them getting mad, they recognize, well, that's his job, that's his position, but I'm still going to stay connected to him. I wonder before I go any further, are you that type of brethren? Oh, sister, are you connected to your pastor like that? Are you connected to your pastor like that when you will not allow nothing nor nobody to cause you to sever the relationship? It's a it's a portrait of Psalm one thirty three that you're so connected to where when when the the experiences good and pleasant things, you experience good and pleasant things. When the pastor receives better, it's not long after the well better starts knocking on your door. If you're not receiving some of the benefits that your pastor is receiving, I wonder if you are connected to your pastor the way you need to be connected to your pastor. Say to your neighbor, the ultimate brother or sister is firmly connected to his or her pastor. They trying to pull me away. I ain't letting nobody pull me from my, they trying to talk about my pastor and I know my pastor is, I ain't let nobody pull me away from my, I'm going hold on to my. You don't want to argue with your spouse, but you have to let your husband or your wife know I to stay connected to my pastor even though you're mad at him right now. Even though you're upset with him right now. I got to stay connected to him because all of my blessings according to God are tied into my firmly connected and of course, when he 
provoked or mentioned them as brethren. He knew that everybody in the church of Philippi was not firmly connected to him. If I said to you that everybody at a place of refuge count was firmly connected to you. You could leave here tonight calling me a lying prophet. And you wouldn't be wrong. You would be absolutely right. And and you could shout it from your housetop. Because there are, yes, some that I know are firmly connected. They have took rebuke. They have took sharp words. But they are still connected. They have been told what not to do and what to do. And some things they did like. But it, because it was scripture, they stuck to the script. They stuck with their pastor. Stuck. But there are some such as recently that that there was a bouncer. Uh, I need five hundred dollars because uh, such and such is behind. My such and such is behind. And my first question: Do you give God His tithes and offerings? Sometime, well, I can't help you. You don't have my, no, I can't help you because if you don't give God what's rightfully His, what's happening to you is happening for a reason. You are cursed with a curse. And I'm not going to sow into a curse because that will come back on me. And so when, when you say such folks will, will, will leave the church saying, you know, pastor wouldn't even help me. He wouldn't even help me. I went to the, I went to pastor for help, but he wouldn't even help. Tell the whole truth though. Tell the whole truth. And I know he got the money because you know he got seven, eight cars and he, he got, he got about 30 houses. You know, I know he got the money. I'm not going to get cursed by giving somebody that does not give God his tithes and offerings money. Are you? No, I'm not going to do that. But you, you will have folk that are not firmly connected. Because if you're firmly connected, there are just certain things you have to do in the church. You have to be dedicated to the church. You have to be loyal to the church. You have to be a giver to the church, especially if you work. You have to give God his tithes and offering. Well, I heard on the internet by a, a famous I don't care who you heard what. Malachi 3 and 6 is still right. God changes not. What he started with Malik, what he started with Abraham is still so now. He even did something unusual in the New Testament when he praised the religious folks for giving God the tithe. Told them they were doing the right thing. Told them it was right to do. It's just some folk were looking for a way out of giving God his money. If truth be told, he deserved more than 10% and an offer. I thought I was going to get some claps, hallelujahs, amen, thank you, praise God. But Paul, 
the pastor of the Philippian church, he, he recognized that everybody was not a brethren in the truest sense. He recognized that. They are not firmly joined to me. But I need them to understand that because of the time, that that needs to change. It needs to change. And and so, he says, brethren, join in following my example. You can let that baby keep talking, huh? I may not get no amens tonight. Brethren, join in following me. He wanted him to join in following his example. That's what he wanted. Now, in order for them to join, two things had to happen. And you know the text is bigger than Philippi. The text is in Villarica tonight. But it's also on the border of, of Carroll County, so it's, it's in Carrollton too. Or wherever you're from tonight, this is for you. In, in order for them to join in following his example, two things had had to happen. In reference to some of them. Some of them just had to point blank change. They had to change. Just that simple. I hadn't been connected to the pastor, so I'm going to change and start doing what I need to do. I hadn't been thinking, talking, and, and acting according to what the pastor has been teaching and preaching. I'm going to start thinking, talking, and doing so from this time forward, change. The second thing that, that had to happen is that they had to be in agreement. They had to agree. Because see, Amos was clear. When the question came forth, can two? Walk together, except they be in agreement. And that's Amos, what, three and three, I think. And then Jesus took it a little further in Matthew 12 and 25 when, when, when he talked about a house that is divided. Cannot stand. See, that house will be built into desolation. Folks will start being unhappy in a place that they should be happy. Where's that? The church. I told you earlier, the best place to be, or my favorite place, is the church. Why? Because it's God's house. It's the place where God sends the word that benefits us in every aspect of our lives. So in order to join him, they had to do two things. Change and come in agreement. Is it change and come in agreement? Very simple. Join in following my example. Y'all know how I talk. Y'all know how I think. Y'all see what I'm doing. I just want you to join in following my example. To some folks, that, that, that would be, look, you know, pastors just don't hang in and there. Well, you need to stop doing that. Pastor, don't be out there gossiping. You need to stop gossiping. 
pastor make it his business to, to give God not only his tithe, but to give God an offering that's more than the tithe. You need to do that. It may be a process, but that needs to be your mindset. Pastor believes in working and doing what needs to be done in the church and outside the church. What does that mean? You need to do the same thing. Joining what? Follow my example. Say to your neighbor, he's biblical. Right? Keep looking at him. He's biblical. And then ask him, right? And so if we're, we're going to follow the pastor's example, it's going to be two simple things. Change and agree. That's it. Just change and agree. And it's going to be obvious Who has made up in their mind to follow the pastor's example? It's going to be obvious who has changed and who is in agreement. Paul knew it was going to be obvious because he he told him, he said, look, He said, I want you to follow me as the prime example, but they're also going to be secondary examples. And the secondary examples are going to follow me. And and when you see them, mark them. Note those who follow my example. Note them. Well, Deacon so-and-so, he on the list. What's that sister name on the praise? Oh, she on the list. You know, uh, they had us here on the list. We got two elders on the list. We got three deacons on the list. Now, this is a strange thing, and I want you to really hear what I'm saying. He is telling them to pay attention to folk that are thinking, talking, and doing as the pastor. But in churches, you have folk paying more attention to folks that are not on the list than folk on the list. Y'all holding on? Matter of fact, you, you got, you got folk that, that pay more attention to folk who used to be at the church than folk in the church. And them folks showing up ain't on the list. You shouldn't even, you shouldn't even waste your time. You know, I've seen so, so and so, I, 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 I just ask her why she ain't been in the church. And every time you run into certain folks that are in the church, their biggest conversation is about folks who used to be in the church, that are on the outside of the church. But notice biblically, that's not who Paul told them to focus on. Why did he not tell them to focus on them? Because he was following the example of Jesus. Y'all hold on, I'm almost done. In John 6, Jesus put forth a word that in our day and time was basically he stepped on some toes. And he had a lot of folks that left him. Jesus Jesus seen them leaving and immediately turned away from them and looked at his disciples and asked them, you going to go to? He immediately took his eyes off who was leaving the church 
and focus on who was going to stay. Pastors, your mind has to be not on who left the church, but who is staying at the church. It's different when a sheep, a real sheep, gets in some trouble and you have to go outside the church to get the sheep. But when a goat, somebody that's been bucking anyway, leaves the church, God never told you to go get a goat. And so Paul knew that the Lord's focus was not on those who left. His mindset was the ones that were staying to the point to where he just simply asked the question because he knew they had a choice. He said, y'all going to go too? They didn't like the word. You heard the same word. You going to go to? Listen, no, Lord, we ain't going nowhere. They don't understand that the word that you teaching is what gives us life. They left life. And ended up lifeless. They left life. Jesus in John 14 and 6 said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. They left life. God told me a long time ago, he said, if you beg them to come back, you have to beg them to stay. Mark or know those who are following my example. Now, Pastor, it's a problem when nobody in the church is following your example. Because if nobody in the church is following your example, it says that either you jacked up. Or they're jacked up. Somebody jacked up. Now, if, if, if the pastor is doing according to 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, It's the folk that are jacked up. What is 1 Corinthians 11 and 1? Paul said to the Corinthian church, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. If a preacher or your pastor is following Christ and you're not following somebody who is, who is following life, who is following truth, who is following the way, if you're not following your pastor, you jacked up. Woo! Say to somebody, you jacked up if you ain't following a pastor that's following Christ. You jacked up. You jacked up all day long. You can have a master's degree. You, you jacked up with a degree. I ain't a doctor. You a jacked up doctor. It should be somebody if the pastor is right. But on, on, on the other hand, if the pastor is wrong, not following Christ, it's time to pray that God gets the pastor right or takes the pastor away or you need to go to another church. 
You don't need to follow a pastor that is not following Christ across the street. And the street can be from, from, from that step to that step over there. You don't need to follow a pastor that ain't following Christ that far. That's right. So many churches are jacked up because their pastor, first and foremost, tells them, look, I don't believe in that Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues, but you still have hope that'll follow somebody like that. And used to, you would only hear such in churches that didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But in our day and time, folk that claim the baptism of the Holy Spirit are so jacked up, that preacher is so jacked up to where they would rather follow the world than the Spirit of God. Y'all knew before I even started the message, I was trying to let y'all know that sanctification was coming tonight, right? Okay, everything just tie in together. Say your neighbor, you got a mark. And, and see, when you're following your pastor, you, you should want folk to see you. Because, because you're going to be places that your pastor is not. In the church and outside the church. I rarely uh, go to men's ministry at the church. But but I need somebody in there that think, talk, and act like me. I never go to women's ministry at the church. But I need somebody at women's ministry that think, talk, and act like me. I, I, I sell them. I don't think I've been in the deacon's office for years now. I think it's been years since I've been in there. But I need somebody in that deacon's office that think, talk, and act like me. I didn't get to go to the crusade last Thursday and Friday, but I need somebody at the crusade ministry to think, talk, and act like me. So somebody can mock and say, you know what? That Elder Florence just like pastor. Who did you hear Elder B? Elder B was just like pastor. And, and when folks start looking at you, say, he ain't nothing but the pastor's pet. You need to tell them, thank you, because the Bible tells me to imitate my Pastor, as my pastor imitates Christ. It's a blessing when you know your pastor is striving to think, talk, and do according to the written and revealed word of God. And you're right behind your pastor thinking, talking, and doing according to the written and revealed word of God. And so you mock folk. Mock folks. Because the pastor can't always be where you are. You mock, you mock folk and, and you, and you recognize folk that are striving to be like the pastor because that's the example that God gave you in the church. That's the prime example. But then you start looking at sister so-and-so as the secondary example. She ain't your pastor, though. Primary example, the, but folks who follow in the pastor are the, don't get it mixed up. And, and when you become a secondary Example, don't get shit, don't get that swole head now. I quote just, I quote just like the pastor. And that's good. You need to quote like the pastor, but you ain't the pastor. Yeah, I can pray just like the pastor. You need to pray just like the pastor, but you are not the pastor. You have to keep it distinct, just like the scripture. Notice Paul said, follow mine. Help me. Example. And mark those who do likewise. Because they are the secondary examples. 
No matter how great you become, you are not the best. Now understand something. The whole thing behind Philippians 3 and 17 is that the pastor is taking you where Christ is going. What's the significance of that? Let's, let's look at Christ. Christ is the anointed one. The Christos. That's who he is in Greek. The anointed one. That, that means when you follow the pastor, you're going to be empowered. That's what the anointing does. It, it, it empowers. It causes you to have more strength than you need as a normal person. But it also destroys yokes of bondage. That's what that anointing does. That's what Christ came, came to do in one sense. To empower people. To destroy off of us what needs to be destroyed. You know why you, why, why do you tell folks you don't drink no more? Christ. What broke that drinking demon off of you? The anointing. That cussing demon you used to have behind the world, you get free of that. The anointing. That whole mongering demon, how you get free of that? The anointing. And guess what? That, that same power as you follow the pastor, that same anointing, that's what you're going to get. But you're not only following the Christ, you're following Jesus or the Savior. What's the significance? That, that means as long as you follow your pastor as he follows Christ, three things are going to happen because you're following somebody that's following Jesus. Jesus equates the one that causes us to be delivered, to be protected, and to prosper. If you follow your pastor, you're going to see your pastor prosper. And guess what? When you see your pastor, your pastor prosper as you following him, guess who in line? You. I don't care if you just lost your job. You going to prosper. Why? That's who you following. And you're going to receive specifically what Christ came to give folk life abundantly. I have come. Well, let me just quote John 10, 10 in its entirety. The thief comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus, Jesus let folk know up front, I ain't no thief. Why? I have come that you might have life. And that more abundant. He's going to cause you to exist on earth in ways you never dreamed of. In ways that a normal human can't exist. I tell you, folks, folks, folks are quick to equate the blessing of a sinner with the blessing of a saint. There's a complete distinction. You, you can be uh, employed by a major company making a six or seven figure income. Yeah, you're blessed because of the company. But that's completely different from being blessed by God. Six figure, seven figure, but miserable when you get home at night. Six figure, seven figure, but can't hardly sleep. Because of the demand you have on your life. But then Solomon, who is considered the richest person that has ever lived, said in Proverbs 10 and 22, the blessing of the Lord. Notice the distinction. Yes, sinners can be blessed, but the blessing of the Lord, 
which is exclusively for his children. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. But this is what I love. And he adds no sorrow with it. I remember working and, and was making good money, but I hated my job. Hated getting up going. But when God blesses you with something, it, it, it may be it may be something to where you're making three times less money. But God got a way of putting in your hand, putting in your life, not only what you need, but plus. Get this. You ain't making the seven figure income, but you're living like it. Why? He came that you might have life and that more abundantly. I was making at one time about $35,000 a year, but you couldn't look at my life detail. That's all I was making. Why? Because God had put his hand on me. Y'all ought to give God the praise. I'm not the only one. Some of you, you done retire, but folks look at you and say, she don't look like she done retire. He don't look like he done retire. She don't look like she... Why? Jesus came that you might have life, and that more abundantly. The blessing of the Lord makes one, and he has no... But all of this... Is contingent when it comes to the church. On the saints of God following their pastor as their pastor follows Christ. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.